thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 220 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So when we ask runners what is holding you back from getting the results and the improvements that you want to have in your running, one of the top three answers is always motivation. So today we want to answer that question. How can I get and stay motivated so that I can achieve my running goals? This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so let's talk all about motivation today. But before we jump in, we have a huge announcement. We have relaunched our signature program, the Real Life Runners Training Academy. Enrollment is open right now. If you are listening to this episode on the week that it is released, Doors are open. Um, We're actually closing the doors this Friday, October 8th. So get in there. If you are listening to this episode Thursday or Friday of this week, you got to go check it out, rlrtrainingacademy.com. This is our signature program, guys. We have restructured it and re-recorded all of the lessons and included so much amazing content to help you transform into the runner that you want to be so that you can actually get results in your life and in your running. Yeah. I mean, this is the academy that we put together and then we're like, all right, let's, let's make it better for them. Let's, let's see how could we get more information to them. Let's update things. Let's go more in depth. Let's get even more mental strategies. Like everything's in there. It's completely overhauled. Yeah. So we want to help you to think, feel, and act like a runner, like a real life runner so that you can get the results that you want. If you want to run faster, run longer, feel stronger, and avoid injury in the process, we will teach you the exact method that will help you to do that. It is not just running. It is not just about strength training. Yes, those are definitely important portions, but there's a whole lot that you need to learn if you would like to become the runner that you'd like to be. If you want running to feel good, if you want to feel, you know, Uh, empowered and confident and strong and stop running from hurting so much. Let us help you. Okay. Let just by making this small investment in yourself and in your running, it's going to just completely overhaul so many other things in your life, like in your health in your fitness in other areas of your life. It's totally worth this time and investment that you're making in yourself. Yes. Yes. Make the investment in yourself so that you can improve yourself, obviously as a runner, but certainly as a, as a person as well. That's really what it's all for. Yeah. So go check it out. RLRtrainingacademy.com. Now let's get into the episode. Yeah. Bring some motivation. Motivation. All right. So let's talk about motivation. This is one of the biggest questions that we get. Okay. Whenever Um, we start working with new runners or we have new people coming into our community, I I like to ask them, you know, what is your number one question that you have about running? And, um, you know, what do you, what area of your running would you like to improve? And what do you think is holding you back? Right. And always there's, there's a cluster of a few questions that pop up. It kind of depends on what kind of group we talk to, but the one question that always shows up among always the top three choices is how do I stay motivated or how do I get my motivation back? Some, some version of that sort of question. Yeah. So we want to attack this from a couple different ways today. So number one, motivation is a feeling. This is something that we want to make sure everyone understands and you might kind of know it, but like, what does that actually mean? So 
Motivation is a feeling, and like all feelings, it comes and goes, right? Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're sad, sometimes we're excited, sometimes we're bored, sometimes we're motivated, and sometimes we're unmotivated. It's just a feeling, right? And so you can probably understand that like other feelings in your life, you're not experiencing one feeling forever. Like we understand that like feelings come and go, but for some reason I think a lot of us are like, well why can't I just stay motivated? Like wh- so why is motivation any different? Right. Like why why can't I just stay happy all the time? Well, you wouldn't want to be happy all the time. We're not supposed to be happy all the You're time, right? You're not supposed right? to. Sometimes there are things in our life that happen that we don't want to be happy about, and that's totally okay. It's part of our human experience. Right. You get the other side of the coin. Like you wouldn't really fully grasp happiness unless you also had things that also brought about sadness like you have to feel that so there has to be a dichotomy right in order to kind of get the excitement that is motivation you have to have times where the motivation wanes what's the opposite of having motivation i think it's just sort of like not having motivation right but is there a word for that blase blase is what i was gonna say that's what you were gonna say yeah yeah i mean apathy sure apathy indifference yeah right i mean i think that would probably be the opposite but Basically, what we need to understand are that feelings are vibrations in our body, and they come and go. They're fleeting, right? They're supposed to be fleeting. We are supposed to have, like we just talked about, there's supposed to be highs and lows. They're supposed to be up and down. There's supposed to be these you know, opposite types of experiences and a lot of things in the middle as well. So we cannot depend on feeling motivated in order to work out, or we're never going to be consistent because just by the nature of motivation being a feeling, it will just naturally come and go and there's nothing wrong with that like nothing bad has happened if you don't feel motivated sometimes and I think that this is where a lot of runners feel like they should be feeling motivated why can't I be motivated and I'm here to tell you that nothing's gone wrong like that's totally how it's supposed to be sometimes you feel motivated and sometimes you don't Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes in the same idea of sometimes you feel happy. Like, you're not broken just because you're not happy. Like, if if there were circumstances, events, and we'll get a little bit more into things that kind of where does that feeling come from, but if you're being surrounded by things that aren't super happy events around you, it's hard to bring the happy feeling to that. Right. I mean, like there are certain events that we don't want to be happy about, right? Right. Like if someone screws you over, you don't want to be happy about that. If you lose a loved one, like if someone passes away or if there's, you know, especially if it's like a child, like child that get died children get diagnosed with cancer. That's not something we want to be happy about. Right. You're not going to get that thing and suddenly there's a smile on your face. That doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. Like, and and that's good, right? Like everything is not supposed to be happy. And so just like that, we're not supposed to feel motivated all the time. Otherwise we wouldn't even know if we had it or not. Yes. That's, I think one of the big things to connect with motivation is a feeling. If we were always motivated, how would we know what the feeling of motivation is? It's like the fish that doesn't actually know what water is. Mm-hmm. If you're just constantly at a level of high motivation, then you would not know the difference. Right. So what we want you to understand is that motivation, the need for motivation is a lie. Okay. I don't know who told you that or why you think you need it. I saw it on a poster. I mean, it could be right. Cause there's so many good things about like that are inspirational out there, but it's a lie. Sometimes we have it and sometimes we don't and that's totally okay we don't need to find motivation we can generate it if we want to and that leads me to my second point which is that motivation is a feeling that is caused by a thought okay 
all feelings that we have are generated by our thoughts. So if you want to feel motivated, all you have to do is choose a thought that will make you feel motivated. Like if you think something, okay, so let's let's go back to happy because I feel like, you know, happy is kind of an easy one, right? Okay. So if you think a thought that like, you know, I love this person that I'm with or I like spending time with this person, that could generate the feeling of happiness. Yes, right? yeah, totally. And so with motivation, if you want to generate that feeling of motivation in your body, all you have to do is think something that will make you feel motivated. So if you're constantly thinking like, oh, I'm not motivated, oh, I wish I could find more motivation or I need to find motivation or what is wrong with me, why can't I just stay motivated? Those thoughts are probably not going to generate motivation. Right. So you, you pointed something out here and you kind of moved past it a little quick here. You said that you don't need to find motivation. Yeah. Do you think that generating is very different from the world of finding motivation? Of course. Like, because finding it, it provides like an external thing. I need to go out and d- find this thing mm-hmm. outside, whereas generating is very internal on the thoughts? Yeah, I feel like when, at least for me, when I think of finding something, it's... Um, it is something outside of myself that I may or may not have control over, right? Whereas if I say generate it, I know that I have full control over that. Okay, so like to find motivation, mm-hmm. sometimes I can I can pop on YouTube and I can literally YouTube search for motivation. I hit the search button. It mm-hmm. finds motivation for me. Mm-hmm. That's different than thinking the thoughts because... Yeah, but something that might be motivating for you might not be for someone else. Wait, no, I searched motivation on YouTube. I'm going to come back with like 2.5 million hits off of that guy. And mm-hmm. something should be motivational. Yeah, but like, I mean, but you can still like, you can watch something, right? And the same things that we decide to show our high school cross country kids that we think are motivational might just be funny to them. This is very true. Right? That has happened repeatedly to us. Yeah, like sometimes we've tried this tactic before. We're like, okay, let's try to, you know, help the kids get motivated. Let's show them some inspirational things. Mm -hmm. Like they bring inspirational speakers to your school all the time. Yes, they do. And how does that usually go? Not very well. Right. But like you and I listening to those stories, like I know a lot of times you'll come home and tell me how awesome this you know presentation was that you went to right except for like the group of high school kids that i was trying to keep an eye on Mm -hmm. because they were screwing around the whole time and not getting any motivation from the speaker (laughs) or we put up a video for the kids and they're like yeah it's funny because a guy's doing a voiceover yeah like no it's inspirational (laughs) because a guy's running in slow motion down the beach with a powerful voiceover are you not hearing this yes do you not hear morgan (laughs) freeman speaking right now like i'm inspired (laughs) so if you're constantly thinking you know like oh, I'm just not feeling motivated. I need to go find some motivation. Like that's probably not going to generate that feeling of motivation, right? Like trying to force that feeling onto yourself doesn't usually actually make it come. Right, because you're you're kind of putting that, that negative thought instead of just essentially having empowering thoughts, you're having negative of, I don't have motivation. Like repeatedly announcing to yourself, I don't have motivation. I struggle to find motivation. Anytime I get motivated, I quickly lose motivation. That's just spiraling you down in the staying unmotivated. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens with happy and sad. You're like, oh man, I'm sad all the time. Well, I bet you're not smiling at the end of the statement, I'm sad all the time. Yeah. Like, 
Sure. We pointed out there are things that should bring about sadness. There are events that happen that are not happy events, but you can still, the same way you can generate motivation, you can generate happiness, but you have to kind of move outside of the current situation and have happy thoughts. If you bring happy thoughts in, you can have happy feelings. You bring motivational thoughts in, which change off the person. Mm -hmm. But literally the the sentence that you can say to yourself, even if it starts off sounding a little bit like a lie, saying, I am motivated for this. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to do this. I'm excited for this thing. You keep saying that to yourself and your brain will start buying into the words that you're telling it inside your head. Yeah. And that sometimes will take practice, right? But if you're thinking like, I can't wait to to run five miles today, right? Or I love the feeling I get when running, that might generate motivation in you. You know, I don't know because every person's different. So the thought that might generate motivation in me may or may not generate it in you, right? Right. And then sometimes what generates that motivation in you, it depends on whether that thing itself is sort of external that kind of gives you the more control versus less control of your own motivation. Like I know when I was in high school, I had a poster up in the room that was like, I run because the other guy does. And it was like a picture of a guy running down this just like endless empty road. And to me, that was motivational. For other people that might be like, that's super cheesy and that looks awful. But I found that motivational. Looking back on it now, many years removed from it, that was a very external. Like, I run because some vague unnamed character is also running seems very outside of my control. Mm -hmm. That's not what motivates me now. At the time, I found it motivational. And so it got me from point A to point B, but it might not have taken me as far as I've gotten with running. I've kind of changed that motivational tactic. Yeah, I think that you make an excellent point here um, in that whatever might have created motivation, that feeling of motivation for you in the past may not work anymore. And that could also be why a lot of people are searching for it, right? Because maybe there's something that used to make you feel motivated that now it doesn't, right? Like something has happened in your life, your life has changed, you're now an adult versus a teenager, or maybe now you've had a couple kids and maybe now you're working full time. Like maybe like the situation in your life has changed. And so the thoughts that you used to have that generated that motivation, maybe you don't have those thoughts anymore, or maybe those thoughts have changed, or maybe those thoughts just don't generate motivation anymore. I think a lot of the time it falls into that third category of like, man, I used to think this, and suddenly I felt just inspired to head out the door. And I had that thought yesterday, and I was inspired to not head out the door. (laughs) Like, life changes, you change, and your tactics to to bring about motivation, to bring about excitement for whatever is about to happen, they need to change. What inspires you one day is not necessarily going to do it the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can keep trying to like think motivational thoughts, you know, trying to kind of, I would say brainstorm, right? Like if you want to figure out what thoughts will generate that feeling of motivation within you, do a thought download, do a brain dump, try to like actually think about these things. Like, okay, what could make me feel motivated and just start writing and then check in with all of those things. Like, okay, when I think this, do I feel motivated and say yes or no, right? And kind of see what may or may not work for you at any given time in your life, right? Because if you want to feel motivated, all you have to do is find the thought that will generate that feeling within you. Right. And then you can have that thought yourself. Like this is, it's the one step removed. It's the take control and ownership rather than like listen to a fire up song or watch a motivational video. Mm -hmm. The thoughts behind that video, behind that song, you know, there's always that like line within the song where 
you know, some people, it's just the beat, and that, that kind of gets them fired up, their hearts going, and they're into it. But some people listen to the lyrics, and they're like, oh, man, when it gets to that one line, it's just that line. Mm-hmm. That line is the thought that you need to have. Or that it's gets the, you, yeah, or it's the entire Imagine Dragons album. Or, yes, maybe it's just possibly <laughs> the, the drum beat to the Imagine Dragons album. Uh, just all of it is so good. But, you know, the, it's the thought behind it, behind the lyrics, a lot of that is you could just pull a line or two out of a song and that's really the thought that you don't need the entire song. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes the song is super helpful, but just knowing what it is that actual single, like that phrase in there that actually brings the motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, now I have whatever it takes going I know. through my head. Whatever it takes. Yes, I know. Because I love the adrenaline in my veins. That's excellent. I know. That was the song, actually. I do whatever it takes, right? But I mean, that's one of the things that comes to my head. Like, I do whatever it takes. Which is a, a motivational thought yeah. for you. For me. Not necessarily for somebody else. Right. But as great as that song is, and as motivational as it would be to, you know, turn the speaker up to 11 and then blast it. You can simply have the thought, I do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what you need to get yourself going. And then I just sing it in my head to myself, <laughs> and, then and then we're all good. That also helps. Yeah. So, okay, so that is one option, all right? So if you want to feel motivated, find the thought for you that will generate that feeling. The second like angle that I want to take and like look at here is that... Motivation is not what you need for long-term consistency. I think that a lot of times we're looking for motivation, trying to find it, searching for it, whatever, and that can be good in certain circumstances, but that's not what we need to be looking at or looking for if we want long-term consistency. There are six other things that are much more important than motivation, okay? So let's go through those right now. Six, all right. Number one, you need habits, all right? Habits make life way easier, all right? Habits will eliminate the need for motivation and for thinking. Like, that's the whole point of the habit is that you don't really have to think about it. You, you put things on autopilot so that you basically get cued and then you perform whatever action it is that you have generated as a habit. All right, I don't really have to bring about a great level of motivation to make breakfast in the morning. When I get up, it's one of the things I do. There's literally like an order of how I get ready in the morning so that everybody in our family can all be in the kitchen at the same time without crashing into each other. Like everybody has the order of things that they do and we all... It's taken years to establish this. (laughs) Without (laughs) crashing into each other. And now we throw a dog into the kitchen also. Like Uh, that's going to help things. Always fun. But... At this point, everybody kind of has their their morning routine, mm-hmm. and that routine is what allows you to do it while you're still half asleep. Yes, right. You you like go into the bathroom, then you go out to the kitchen. You turn on the water for coffee. You start making your breakfast. I get up after you. I make sure the girls are up. Then I come out and I take the dog out. Like there are certain things that happen. Right? Habits make life easier. Your brain doesn't have to use brain power to figure out what do I do next, okay? So habits are going to be a much better way for you to consistently run or work out. Like if you are trying to establish consistency in your running, 
how can you set up your habits for success? Okay. So some examples are to set your clothes out the night before. That's another, that's a really good one. Set your shoes out the night before, get everything that you need so that all you have to do is get up, get dressed and head out the door. All right. So on that one, even before you get to that, you already established that the habit that you're going to go for is getting up and working out in the morning. Yes. Which I think even before that, set a consistent time to work out. Mm -hmm. If your schedule allows a consistent time, I think that morning is the best because it's before the rest of the day can somehow block that thing. Planning to work out in the afternoon and then something goes off and now suddenly you don't have time or you ate lunch late and you just, you can't go run because you still can feel the lunch inside of you, like whatever it is. No one wants that. Yeah. Someone, something's going to throw you off a little bit. So the morning routine itself really kind of helps, um, you know, that your consistency. Yeah. So that's part of it also is establishing Establishing a consistent time to do the activity. Yeah. And, and if you can't establish the same time every day, then that takes us nicely to number two. You need a plan. Ah, yes. The plan. Okay. So make whatever you can into a habit or, you know, maybe we should reverse these. Maybe the plan should come first. You know, then you first, you make a plan, then you make that thing into a habit either way. Okay. You need to, a plan. Okay. So plan in advance what you are going to do because then it makes it easier to do when that time comes. You don't have to figure it out. You don't need to know like where, like if, well, let's go back to running. Okay. How far am I going to go? What route am I going to take? Like plan all of those things out so that when it comes time for your run that you've planned into your day, all you have to do is get dressed and go do it. Oh, this is a very good point. Like a lot of people I think fall back in the, well, I'm going to do that loop because that's the loop I always do. And the pace is going to be the pace that I always run it. I think yeah. that's a lot of the time why people default to those things rather than, you know, change of paces or faster runs, slower runs, longer runs, like mixing it up because they've established their habit that this is my run. I do it at this time. Or if it doesn't have a consistent time, if it varies throughout the day, at least people are trying to hold on to the consistency of this is my loop and this is my pace. Of course, because it takes the thinking out, right? Right. Like if you just go out and run the same pace, the same loop every time, it's easier for you to do because you don't have a decision to make. That decision's already been made for you because that's the habit that you've created. Where you know, you start listening to a running podcast that tells you you should be doing tempo runs and you should be doing interval workouts. And you'd be like, what the heck is all of that? You need to be doing strength training. Well, a lot of the reasons that runners don't strength train is because they're not sure what to do. Right. And they have to actually take the time and the energy to figure it out, to figure out, okay, what exercises do I actually have to do? Do I need to get equipment? Like there's a lot of steps that kind of get in the way. And all of those steps are just one more obstacle that you need to overcome in order to do that thing. So if you make a plan ahead of time, this is one thing that's going to help you actually be consistent with whatever it is when that time comes. You already know what you're going to do. You know when you're going to do it. You know where you're going to do it. You know everything that's involved in it. And this goes for your strength training too, right? Like don't just say, okay, I'm going to do strength training and then it's time to do your strength training, but you haven't you don't have a workout planned, right? Then you actually have to figure out, oh, well, I should probably go on Pinterest and find a workout, or I should probably go on YouTube and Google strength workout for runners. But then you spend 
five to 10 minutes trying to find a workout and then actually trying to assess if that workout's good or not. And then all of a sudden the 30 minutes that you have set aside to work out, you don't have it that anymore. And then you're like, well, I can't do this video because this is a half an hour video, but now I only have 20 minutes. So I guess I'm just not going to work out today. So I'm going to take those 20 minutes and continue filing down the giant two black hole that is YouTube videos. Exactly. And this is what happens, right? And this is why like having a plan ahead of time is so important. Yeah, the plan, it essentially lowers your barrier of entry to whatever the activity is. Right. Like the less challenging it is, because you have to do something. Like you can't, there needs to be that initial bit of energy that you put into it that gets you out the door or yep. gets you starting the strength routine. But the lower that amount of energy can be to start the activity, mm-hmm. the more likely you are to do the activity. And guys, if you don't want to have to search through YouTube and figure out what exercises to do or figure out how to structure your runs, we can do that for you. Okay. RLRtrainingacademy.com. Okay. We can create an entire plan for you and completely take that step out so that you know that you're following a proven method that's based in science that's actually going to give you results that you don't have to figure out like you'll have a plan handed to you okay just a little shameless plug right there that was subtle (laughs) thank you i don't try to be subtle okay i'm I'm usually not no subtlety is not one of my strengths that's not why i married you definitely not (laughs) that is not usually why people are friends with me (laughs) oh angie she's subtle i don't don't (laughs) said no one ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much okay so that's so that's what we're doing so if you want to plan rlrtrainingacademy.com we would love to help you reach your goals okay number three So, so far, you need a plan, you need habits, okay? Number three, you need a reward. Yay, cake time. Yes, yay! No, don't use food as a reward, okay? But this goes along with habits, okay? Rewards basically help to reinforce your habits. So, yeah, I definitely had this in the wrong order. We need the plan first and then the habits and then the reward, okay? So, basically, what makes running rewarding to you, okay? And this needs to be both short-term rewards and also long-term rewards because if we're only thinking about long-term rewards for running, like I'm going to be fit and healthy or it's, you know, maybe you want to lose weight or maybe you just want to get, feel stronger. Those are tend to be more long-term things, but our brain likes immediate gratification. So those long-term goals, those long-term rewards are definitely important. And that's going to connect to the next point that I want to make. But the short-term goals, the short-term rewards that you can give to yourself, you know, right after that run or, you know, every week or every month, or like I would say to set up multiple levels of rewards to yourself as well. And they don't have to be anything crazy. It can literally just be like, Good job, Angie. Like giving yourself a high five in the mirror. Like Mel Robbins has like her high five challenge going on. I was just saying, we're on like day three of Mel Robbins' high five challenge. Right. So she comes up, you know, this thing is just congratulating yourself, like just taking a minute, 30 seconds to honor yourself and just be like, good job for going out on your run today. Like that is a positive reinforcement. Can we go on just a minor sidebar here? Do you think Mel Robbins' high five yourself in the mirror challenge is actually sponsored by Windex? That's a good one. I'm really, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to start commenting on some of the things that are coming up for me here um, on that. But yeah, there you go. Okay. So you need a reward. Sometimes your rewards can be short term. I joke at the beginning of this when you said we need a reward. And I said, oh, good, it's cake time. Right. But on occasion, 
Not always. It should not be irregular. You point out that food should not be a reward. Like, we don't run so that we can get food at the end of it. That's that's not the trade-off. But periodically saying, you know, because it leads to this idea of then I shouldn't get that food if I don't run. I think that's part of the issue of food as a reward is then if you don't do the workout, then you don't get the food prize. And I don't really like the idea of, like, eliminating food from you. Like, food's not... Food shouldn't be a, a a reward. A reward. Yeah, because you should never have to earn your food. Okay. Like, let's just put in the wrong mental constructs around food. Food is fuel. Okay. So, what do you have other than high fiving yourself in the mirror? What do you have for like a short term reward that could be helpful? I mean, it could be anything, right? It could be like that you decide that you give yourself five more minutes of social media, or like you post about your run inside our real life runners training team group. Oh that's, yeah, that, that's social a positive media, reward. Social media rewards—that's a definite hit of dopamine, right? I mean, it for sure is. Like, and you know, I'm not one that's going to tell you to be on social media. I think that we're all probably on it too much anyway. I know I am, you know. But like, it's one of those things that does give your brain that hit of dopamine, and that is a positive reinforcement on whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. Uh, for the most part, as long as you don't go into the negative place where you start comparing yourself to other people, which I saw this one was so funny because I was going to mention if you don't post it up on social media, you can put it on Strava. But you know, Facebook exploded the other day and said, Facebook was down for six hours. In case you were looking for other apps that will make you feel bad about yourself, have you considered Strava? <laughs> oh, that stinks. <laughs> but like, you know, you, you mentioned like um, what else we can do. Like, just telling someone about it too, right? That's a reward. Actually like directly talking to somebody? Yeah, I'm at, like, it doesn't have to be on social media. Like, you can just, like, text a running friend or somebody that, like, I got my run in today. Or you could call somebody and just talk to them and mention it. Maybe see a person face-to-face and yeah. actually have human interaction yeah, with them. Yeah, I mean, you know, those those things, I think, are, are helpful as well, right? It doesn't have to be, like, a food-related award or anything like that. Maybe you just put, like, a, a quarter in a jar or something, you know? Like, you could do something like that or put a, a rock in a jar or a yeah, marble, in, marble a jar, in the jar. You know, because that's, like, just a very rewarding thing of, like, boom. like once And once I fill this up... Once I fill up my jar, then I'm going to go get a massage or then I'm going to go do whatever. You know, like you kind of create a a, a longer-term reward, but you get a short-term reward every time you put the marble in the jar. Yeah, that's an immediate payoff. And then this, I like this setup to the self-care at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one because there's a lot of ways that you can do self-care. The massage is a really good one, especially if you filled up the jar from all of the strength training and running workouts that you've put your body through. Yeah. The massage is a Super great payoff at the end of that one. For sure. New pair of running shoes because you just burned out your old ones. And oh, look, like you can kind of get the reward off of that one by turning over your shoes and watching them wear down. But the marble in the jar is a nicer way to visually see it. Yeah. And that visual representation of your workouts is also very rewarding for your brain. Nice. Yeah. All right. Those are three so far. Number four, you need a deeper reason. Okay. Things that we're talking, again, the six things that are more important than motivation. Number four is a deeper reason. Why do you run in the first place? You need to have clarity on that deeper why for you in your life because your reason for running may be different than mine it may be different than Kevin's it may be different than every other person on the planet probably is it might be a little similar in some ways but it's unique to you and your situation and people think that this guy is connected to motivation I think of Oh, well, I, I run because this, like, this was my, my poster that I had up. I run because I know the other guy does. 
that's kind of connecting it to something outside of me. You could take that thing much deeper, and that's where it goes from, like, simple, superficial motivation into a much deeper reason for going out there and running. And, and that deeper reason doesn't really rise and fall at the same level that motivation does. It may change. Like, it could actually completely change. Maybe something that deeply inspires you long-term then no longer inspires you. Yeah, I mean, when I first started running, I did it to lose weight and get it in shape sure and that wasn't a very good reason for me i mean it like it kind of was and then but like it didn't really lead to that long-term consistency because i was coming at it from like a place of not liking myself not liking my body right hating my body and wanting it to change and not thinking it was good enough and that wasn't a very good why for me and then it became I kind of transformed um, when I went into grad school as a way for me to connect with my friends because my friends in physical therapy school were were all physically active and then it became like a thing that we did. Like after class, we would all go to the gym and work out. So not only was it a way for us to kind of like deal with the the mental stress of a doctorate program, but it was also a way for us to connect with each other. Like we would lift in, you know, a group and it was super fun. Yeah. So that's, that's really nice. And then it turned into, you know, me becoming a spouse and a parent and then wanting, you know, to one of my deeper whys now is to be a strong person so that I can be the the best mother to my children, be an inspiration to them, model a healthy lifestyle for them, and then also be an inspiration to other people, anyone that I meet in my life. Yeah. And that deeper why then, I mean, there are all of these things that are beyond motivation that set up the long-term consistency are related to each other. Your deeper why helps it make it helps make it easier to establish a habit. Mm-hmm. Like when you were saying, oh, well, then it was, I, when you were in PT school, it was easier because the whole group was heading over to the gym and we work out together. Well, that became a habit. Yeah. At the end of class, you then would all head across the street and then go work out at the gym over there. Like that was just the routine that you did. Right. Your, your motivation of, I want to hang out with my friends, moved into a, a healthy habit routine of, we head to the gym after class. Right. And that takes us nicely to number five. The number five thing that's more important than motivation is your identity. You need to connect it to your identity. So either I am a runner or I am a healthy person. Like, so when we talk, this is why, you know, the last two are very connected as well, right? Your deeper why is also connected to who you say you are. Like, who is it that you say you are? How do you identify yourself or how do you want to identify yourself, right? Maybe you want to be a runner or you want to be a healthy person, but you don't consider yourself that yet, I would encourage you to start thinking of yourself in that way so that you'll actually start doing the things that that kind of person does. So in your head, if a runner is someone that runs and you're like, well, I'm not a runner because clearly I'm not like consistent about it. But if you start thinking to yourself, I am a runner and therefore I need to be consistent with my running so that I can continue to call myself a runner, right? Then it your identity then causes your actions and then your actions reinforce your identity and it's this beautiful loop. Yeah, that loop's really nice. I think there's a couple of of uh, different versions of, of individuals out there that may struggle with this connection to I am a runner. One, brand new runners, I think is going to be a big one because it's like, well, I'm not currently running at all. How am I going to go ahead and make the statement I'm a runner? Mm-hmm. And the answer is well, if you just, you leap. 
Like yeah. at some point you have to just leap and say, all right, I've got the shoes. I got the clothes. I ran yesterday. I'm a runner. Or what about even I want to be a runner? Yeah. Right? Like I, I am becoming a runner. Right? If you can't currently say, I am a runner, if that doesn't, if you don't feel connected to that statement yet, because it does have to feel real, right? You can't just trick your brain into just pretending. Um, but you can, you know, the whole fake it till you make it thing, like that kind of works. But if it's, if that statement is so far um, beyond what you can believe as truth, you need a statement that you can believe right now. So you can say, like, I would like to be a runner or I am becoming a runner, right? I like the second one. I'm becoming because I would I like, like to be a runner. Well. Your brain will also dismiss. I would like to be a runner too, but instead I'm going to not. Like you're, it'll I'm t- going to eat chips. Right. It can just, it can take one step further, but yeah, you do need something that you can connect a little bit closer to. If it's so far removed, your brain will be like, yeah, I'd also like to go outside and just leap in the air and fly like a bird. Like that sounds cool, but it's so far removed from reality, your brain will just dismiss it instead of like start tying it to a core identity right so basically once you establish that identity then number six you just you need integrity and with integrity comes commitment and discipline those three i think are all very um well connected and very well integrated together right so once you decide who you want to be or who you are then you have to act as that person that you have to be in integrity and i heard a statement from someone that discipline is the highest form of integrity and i love that statement right like doing what you say you're going to do that is pretty much the highest form of integrity of being the person that you say that you are yeah, d- discipline is uh, its pretty high on the list of, of things. It's high on the list of categories that, of qualities that people would love to ascribe to themselves also. I'm a person of, of discipline. I'm a person of high integrity. Like those are things to strive for. Mm-hmm. And if if you, you are that and you already have established the idea of I'm a runner, then you're going to follow through on that thought because you follow your thoughts. That's what being in, in integrity is, is I've made this statement and I don't lie to myself. I don't lie to others. I follow through on my statement. That's where the integrity comes in. Yeah, but I think part of the problem here is that a lot of times we are we never want to break a promise to others or like not keep our word to others. But some people, I know that I used to be one of these, like we're very quick to go back on what we say to ourselves. Yeah. Right? We like, can give our own, our own out. Yeah. Like we can honor, you know, a time commitment for someone else. But if we've made a time commitment for ourselves to work out and something else pops up or somebody else needs us, we sacrifice that commitment that we've made to ourselves in order to give to other people. Yeah, that's that's a tough one of being in integrity, not just to your word towards others, but being integrity to words that you're saying inside of your head. To yourself. Yeah. I'm, yeah, like when you make a plan and when you make a commitment, like we told you earlier, right? Make a plan, schedule it in, decide exactly what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. Then you make that commitment to do it. Now you have to stay in integrity and discipline, use discipline to actually do it, even when you don't want to do it, right? Even when that time on the calendar comes and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. You're like, but I said I was going to. So now I have to follow through with it because I've, you've already made that choice, right? When Whenever you made the plan, you decided this is what I want to do. And when you 
called yourself a runner or a healthy person, you've decided, you've already made the choice to be that person. So now you just have to follow through and keep that promise to yourself. Keep that commitment to yourself, even when you don't want to do it. Yeah, there was uh, one other thing I want to touch. I said there were two people who may fall into the idea of difficulty saying I'm a runner, the brand new one and the injured runner. Mm. Like if you're injured and you can't physically get out the door and go run, it's difficult to stick with the I am a runner. I fully believe that you still are. Like if you if you are a runner, now you're just currently injured, the rehab routine that you're doing so that you can get back out there is the activities that you need to be doing as a runner to get yourself back to the point that you can be running. And I don't think that you're not a runner during rehab time. Like you're still a runner. It's just tough. And that integrity part of, okay, I'm a runner and runners run. Right now, I cannot physically run, but I will do these activities so that I can run. That's part of that the short-term, long-term reward also. Mm-hmm. I need to do these activities so my, my sort of medium-term reward can actually be physically running again. Yeah, absolutely. Because ultimately, right, going back to the beginning here, motivation is fleeting. This is why motivation is not what you need if you are looking for long-term success and consistency. You need instead, you need an identity, you need integrity, commitment, discipline, a deeper reason, plans, habits, and rewards. Plans, habits, and rewards. All the things, right? But ultimately, it really comes down to that identity. I I believe that that is really the core of all of it, is knowing who you are, who you want to be, you know, and then acting from that place, right? Making the commitment, making the plan, establishing the habits, and then being in integrity with yourself to follow through on all of those things. Right. And a lot of that you you get to just calmly decide on. Like you're not doing that in the heat of the moment. You don't need to bring up crazy levels of motivation and, and crank your imagined dragons when you just calmly make the decision that I'm a runner then from that, you can calmly put together a plan that helps set up habits. You create rewards to reinforce the habits. And then you just do them and follow through and display the integrity that you have within yourself. That's how they all kind of work nicely. And then you just turn the music down because you don't need to get all fired up. You just head out the door because you said you were going to. There you go. All right, guys. So hopefully that helped you when you have that thought where can I find my motivation? You can tell yourself, I don't need motivation today. Or you can decide on other thoughts that you want to think that will generate motivation, right? So um, hopefully you will kind of decrease your need for motivation as you practice these things and just kind of get better at telling your brain, like, I don't need motivation. I'm a runner and this is what I do, right? Um, Because ultimately that's really where it all should come from um, for that long-term success. So guys, thank you for spending this time with us. Don't forget rlrtrainingacademy.com. Get yourself signed up. We have some amazing bonuses in there. You get lifetime access to our signature program that will teach you everything you need to know to improve your running, to become the stronger runner that you want to be so that you can achieve your running goals. Um, You get lifetime access to that. You get three months of membership to our training team where we will give you a 12-week plan so you don't have to figure out anything on your own. Go check it out over on the website. I'm not going to tell you all the details right now because we've already chatted about it enough, but 
rlrtrainingacademy.com. Check it out today. We would love to help you reach your goals. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 220. Now get out there and run your life. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.